Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. We hope you're doing well today. We, as in the collective Queens We or Kings We. Today, we're going to inaugurate a series called Dad Corner. And Dad Corner is looking at movies or television shows from a parent's perspective. Whereas when this movie came out, we maybe would have seen it from the adolescent or a young 20s perspective. But as you become a parent, you kind of see some of these movies and television shows like, ooh. And the reason I want to do this episode is because some of you might be familiar with The Idol. The Idol is an HBO show. So Succession just ended. I did an episode on Succession, how great of a show that was. And The Idol is a collaboration of Sam Levinson, who is the guy behind Euphoria, which is probably undoubtedly going to launch the, the careers of Sydney Sweeney and Jacob Elordi, two people that we've talked about quite a bit on this feed. And The Idol has Rose Lily Depp as the... I guess you could say she's kind of like an avatar for Britney. She's, a, she's a, a, a pop singer who's had success, but has had troubles mostly with the, the demons in her life. Not literally demons, but who knows? But with uh, a fall from grace, let's just say, this, so to speak. And so now she's trying to resurrect her career. Her name is Jocelyn. That's the name of the pop singer. And the television show, The Idol was getting a lot of publicity over at Khan. Levinson, the creator of the show, also created Euphoria, took it over there with Depp and with The Weeknd. Now, The Weeknd is involved in this show. He's a producer, and sadly, he <laughs> cast himself in it, and he plays this guy, Tedros, I know these names, as kind of like this Fengali Hollywood club owner who gets Jocelyn wrapped around his finger and there's only been as of recording this three episodes and to be fair i have not watched this show but it's getting lampooned for the crazy sex scenes and just kind of i guess you could call well it's getting a lot of bad press because the weekend is just really bad he's a horrible actor and this is really a shock i think this is probably going to come out before may and i's two-part series on the top worst singer tar turned actors and five best singer turned actors in Hollywood. No doubt the week it would be in the worst in this one. But it's also just because it's 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 very porny. The sex scenes are bad, but it's very exploitative. And look, this is Levinson's cup of tea. If you've watched Euphoria, which is really a vehicle for Zendaya, but honestly, a lo- the, ten years from now, we're gonna look back, and this could be Sweeney and the Lordy show. In retrospect, uh, we've talked about Zendaya in the past on the episode on ten overrated actors under the age of forty, and I I just don't think Zendaya has a lot of range. Either way, she's the 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 lead of, of Euphoria, and that show, from a parent's perspective, is horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying the worldview that is 
pushed on that show. And it kind of reminds me of Friends. I remember when Friends came out, there was a stat. Maybe it wasn't when it came out. Maybe it was when it was in its height. And then a lot of people thought that if you look at Friends or if you look at a lot of these shows where there's there's quite a lot of promiscuity and comparatively, the promiscuity in Friends or How I Met Your Mother is nothing like what we have on TV now. But only 50% of seniors graduating were not virgins. And I think it's the same thing with euphoria. Euphoria presents this image that everyone in high school is living life of, uh, you know, Jacob Elordi's Nate is essentially a sociopath, narcissist, but all of them are involved in hookup culture, drug culture, sex culture. And I get it. Look, Levinson creates this because he wants to push the envelope. HBO, which is now part of Max, didn't really have a younger demographic. It's always been a demo of me, essentially, middle-aged men. And so... Euphoria now, because of its success, is the most successful show on HBO in terms of ratings. And they're getting millennials and Gen Zers that they were never getting before. And so, like, Levinson knows how to get these people. And part of it is is sex and drugs, right? Sex and drugs and beautiful people doing sex and drugs. So it's not surprising that The Idol, which is his successor show, is even going to push the limit even more. And its protagonist is a, essentially, a Gen Zer who's involved in what? Sex and drugs. And so the show is getting lampooned. It's losing a tenth of its viewership already. And it's probably what it looks like. It's The show will be renewed for a second season, but uh, The weekend will not be brought back because even Levinson and probably The weekend realizes he's a bad actor. So to save the show, they'll bring the show back, but not him. But certainly from a parental perspective, um, you don't want your kids, whether they be tween or, heaven forbid, tweens, high schoolers uh, watching the show. And once they're in college, I mean, there's not much you can do about it. But it, it definitely presents a nihilistic view of the world. And as it is, if you look in, in we've talked about this over at The Awakened Man, that the, the, the health-related feed that I have here, that Instagram has been rated the most harmful app for, for people. And... The government tracks this study. I can't remember the name of it, but the, the CDC every 10 years does this, this study on mental health. And it just released the last one, which was last year. And it's it's pretty daunting. Like 65% of Americans are depressed. And it's something like 60% of female girls have considered suicide and have eating disorders. And a lot of this is connected to the social media, TikTok, hookup kind of world that we live in now where these teenagers engrossed in it and euphoria and the idol kind of are part of this. So we know that the more time young girls spend in this nihilistic world of social media, the higher rate of suicidal ideation, eating disorders, depression, anxiety. So we really don't want our kids watching these shows. Now, if this was 1994 and this show was on, it would never be on you know, I look back at Madonna's Justify My Love video. This came out like in 90 and it was banned by MTV. And you watch that video now and it is tame compared to what's on now. But let's say Euphoria was on 1994. I wouldn't be listening to my parents. They're good, I could have used them to watch this show. This show is horrible. That's my, that's my dad's Mexican accent. But like, Dad, you don't know what you're talking about. Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is... The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. 
We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. I wouldn't be listening to my dad. I'm a hormonal guy in his 20s. I wouldn't be listening to him. But from a parental perspective, clearly if you have children that are in that TikTok world, unfettered access to social media, they probably know about Euphoria. They probably have seen the TikTok uh, and the Instagram for these shows and just be aware that they're probably watching it on one level and try to dissuade them or just prevent them completely from watching this show. Now, that's the inception for this dad corner, but really I want to focus on the Judd Apatow movies. So the Judd Apatow movies, when I was in my 20s, I loved. So collectively, I, I would say the Apatovian universe are all movies he's either directed or produced or wrote. And I would say next to Lauren Michaels, he is the most influential comic comedian godfather of the last 20, 30 years. He started with Freaks and Geeks. I would say he started before that. I think it was on Larry Sanders show, but he kind of got his break on Freaks and Geeks. And then in the early knots, he did such seminal works as, again, producing director, one of these roles of an anchorman. And then later he directed... 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up and Funny People. He was he produced Trainwreck, and he's done other movies, uh, King of Staten Island uh, with Pete Davidson, and some other stuff like that. And there's been a lot of branch-offs of, you know, I think of like the, the, the Brat Pack. We think of Rob Lowe and Demi Moore and, and Estevez, all these guys in the 80s, where there's almost like this raunchy frat pack that came out in the late knots, and this would be all the people that were in these movies. So Rogan, which we have a retrospective. I think this is going to come out before the Rogan retrospective does. But you got Rogan and Siegel and Jonah Hill. I have a retrospective on him already recorded. Um, Franco and and all these guys. And then you can expand it to the older people that would be in this, like Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and all the guys who did those movies. Of course, Will Ferrell. And at the time, I loved these movies, but... From a parental perspective, and in 2007 when Knocked Up came out, I wasn't a parent yet. But from a parental perspective, of course, these movies, what do they really push? They push a lot of tropes that I think are bad, especially if you have sons. And one of the tropes they push is the stunted man. And you see this. I mean, who's who's perfected this more than Seth Rogen, who's the, who plays this pretty much in every movie, the pot-smoking stunted man? And you see whether it be... 40-Year-Old Virgin, the side character, certainly. But look at Steve Carell. I mean, he's playing with action figures still and all these things, video games. And then Knocked Up and all these other movies, Pineapple Express, you know, This Is The End, all these movies. These guys are all in their 20s, if not 30s, and they're either underemployed, unemployed, smoking pot, and drinking. Now, you younger guys, Gregory, what's wrong with that? You're just, you're just an old man. 
okay, boomer, that's what you say, even though I'm not a baby boomer, I'm a Gen Xer. And look, I get it. If I was 22, I'd be loving these movies too. But from a parental perspective, it pushes this idea, and I think all women would agree with me, and they're lamenting that we have this generation of just stunted men. When men turned 20, 22, 50 years ago, 80 years ago, 100 years ago, even before that, what were they doing? Working, starting a family, and they were much more mature. Look, we could say this about women too. How adolescence, the whole idea of teenage is something that's only been invented less than 100 years ago. There was no word or concept for teenage. When a woman takes puberty, she got married off, you know, better or worse, whatever you want to call it. But certainly a hundred years ago, the two 20-year-olds would have been much more mature and ready for the world than we have today. And what we have today is stunted growth of both men and women. I think with women, it's mostly hooked on social media and Tinder world and just the narcissism that comes from all that. And I think with men, it's gaming and all those frivolous pursuits. And just look, we can blame the economy if you want, but as a whole, these movies push this idea that's totally fine to be a pot smoking under, if not unemployed guy. The other thing that I don't like about it is that, of course, it pushes promiscuity. You look at a movie like Funny People, well, it's clearly knocked up where they're fornicating and they, it results in an illegitimate kid. Um, you look at all of these movies, and, and it's not like just the Judd Apatow movies do this, but pretty much everything since we got rid of the codes back in the 1960s push fornication, they push drinking. They push a, a, a depraved, immoral, ungodly lifestyle. Now, if you're not necessarily religious, you're going to be like, who cares? You know, Muslims would agree with Christians on this, or practicing Christians, that these things are not necessarily good for society, and they're certainly not good for our children to see. But when you see it from a parental perspective, I think most fathers, and this is coming out on the heels of Father's Day, don't tell their 16-year-old daughter, hey, I want you to F everybody on the football team. I don't think any father does that. I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions that like a Danny McBride, speaking of somebody from this universe, if he had a show, would would be the type of guy who probably tell his daughter that. But most fathers would not be doing that. We wouldn't be saying, hey, it's good for you to get boozed up and get banged by the basketball team. So on one level, as you get older, you see that there's movies that you watched in the past that you really loved. But as you get older, you realize they're actually not pushing a positive message, a message that you want your children uh, to see. And I think the Judd Apatow movies, as much as they are entertaining, and some of them have a good heart. Like, for example, I like This Is 40. I think This Is 40 is a movie that I can certainly relate to. And I've always liked Leslie Mann. I think she's winning and charming. Future Sexy Saturday. Uh, for all that, you have to realize that these movies do push a lifestyle that is not something that I think the majority of us want our children to be in. Guys, I'll post a poll over at Spotify. Of course, at Spotify, you can post a comment. It's like YouTube. You can post a comment on any video. And I'll post a poll over there if you agree with me on the Apatow movies being a positive or negative influence. Um, please rate and review as quickly as you can, either on Apple or Spotify, because it helps with the algorithm and get this channel to grow. There's a link for PayPal in the episode notes, and there's a link to the website that hosts all the Eclectico Gregorio feeds. But the best way to listen to them is on Apple or on YouTube Music. I'm on YouTube Music under podcast. Uh, as well. And until next time, take care. God bless. And pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.